Listeners to the Heal the Sick podcast, welcome to another one. Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. I am your ministry provocateur, iconoclast, firebrand, and the self-branded resident heretic here at Dominion Fire. I figure if I'm going to get called it anyway, I'll just claim it before you call me it. Now what are you going to do about it? That's right. <laughs> welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. Love having you guys here. Love hanging out with you. Love talking with you. And love our guests. Now, since 2016, staying on my hustle. Been staying on this and getting new guests out to you, getting some new blood up on the show, and bringing people that are just interesting and fun and entertaining to hear their stories and their backgrounds and their testimonies. And today's guest, no exception. Now, this gentleman is someone that I had a chance to meet here locally in St. City, Las Vegas. And he and I have had the chance to minister together, and we've gone out on uh, ministry calls and have worked together. So, um, It's a real pleasure to have someone here to kind of share that experience with. Now, he is a healing minister, evangelist, social entrepreneur here in Las Vegas, and a millennial church planter. He has taken a little bit of a different approach in how he is getting this message of authority and healing and um, identity. I have a whole new approach of how he's doing it, and he's joining me on the phone today. I'm so excited. Trey Huntley joins us today. Trey, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast. How are you, my brother? Good, Million. What's up, dude? It's awesome to have you here, and I am excited. So, we always open up with our first segment in testimony. So, tell me about a testimony, something crazy, wild, off the charts. I know you got some stuff, so what can you share with us today? Yeah, I want to share two, actually. One's kind of quick, um, but there are two pretty crazy stories that... Um, one was crazy because of the timing of it, and then one was just crazy because it's one of those things that definitely just doesn't happen every day. Um, so the first story I want to tell you is super quick, but this was back when I very first started praying for people. I think I'd seen one miracle, right? I'd seen one lady's broken foot get healed at a gas station. She was jumping up and down. <laughs> she kind of swore at me. She was like, who the hell are you? Uh, I was like, I don't know. You know, I'm new at this, but that's, that's God, Jesus, healing, you know, well, and uh, I told some friends of mine, I was like, hey, I just saw this lady's foot, and they were kind of like, you know, are you serious? Like, okay, that's interesting. The pastor, he was the same way, he was like, okay, that's interesting. That night, we had a worship service at this little small place, whatever, and uh, about 50 people there, and they were having worship, you know, music and everything, and I was just standing up by the front, and all of a sudden, the pastor goes up and says, hey, um, I believe God wants to do some healing tonight and some deliverance. So if you need healing, well, how don't you go up here and pray with Trey? <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, wow. Okay, this is real. Um, okay, sure, you know, why not? Um, and so I'm standing there, and literally the first person that comes up to me was this lady and her fiancé and, like, 50 other people. Because apparently everybody knew what was wrong with this lady, and <laughs> they were it was a big deal. I had no idea, but she comes up to me. And she had a, a lump in her breast that she had just been diagnosed with. Um, and apparently her mom had it or something like that. Or there was, it, was, it was a big deal. So everybody was praying. I was praying. And I had just you know, heard some stuff about how to pray for the sick. So I was like commanding healing. And then everybody around me, it seemed like everybody was like, I don't know. It, it, it just something felt off. Like it didn't feel right. Like it felt like it was... This was make, we were making this thing such a big deal, and it was such a, and it was a big deal. But 
we were making it like almost impossible. We felt like it was impossible. And so, you know, prayed and I remember I was watching this thing and this guy had prayed for this other person. He told her to go check it out. And so I was like, Hey, why don't you go to the bathroom and check it out? So she went, she was up in there for a little while and she came back out and it was the same. It was totally the same. And I was like, Oh man, that kind of stinks. And I'm sitting there. I was like, maybe we should try again without all, just with, with less drama, with less words. Just, so I asked her and her fiance to come back up and prayed over it again. And go check it out again. So she was in the bathroom and, Sometimes she was there a little bit longer. She came running out and she's like, it's smaller. I swear it's smaller. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, let's pray again. We prayed three times, Lillian. Three times. By the end of the night, she'd come out of the bathroom running out saying, it's gone. It's gone. I can't find it. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know, I had no idea and what to think or what to do or anything. And come to find out later that she went to the doctor the next day and the guy couldn't find it. It was, it was gone off the, off the charts. And that same night, another lady that was going to have surgery that Friday, we prayed for her and she went to the doctor and the doctor said, we don't know what happened, but you've been like stitched up. The doctor said this. And, uh, (laughs) and I was like, Oh wow. You know, that's crazy. And, And I think this was the craziest for me, especially because this was like my first week. Like I honestly had no idea what, was going on to the point million where I was like a little bit nervous because people started to look at me like, what is going on? Like, how, you know, how is that happening? And I'm just like, I I don't know. Like, I honestly, I really don't know. I don't feel like I have the uh, theology behind this to kind of explain it yet or to understand it. And so from that point, it really went on for like a, a lot, you know, just journeying and trying to figure things out and uh, stewarding things and whatnot. But, Nevertheless, to this day, was still one of the, I mean, it's that innocence of a child thing, I think, of just being so new and green to it. I'm just like, I don't know. Um, so that was, that was probably the craziest healing. I want to share this story, though, because this is, it's, this is something that I think, when I think about, like, medically crazy and just all around crazy and all around, like, what happened there, um, this came a little bit later. This was about a year ago. Um, I was teaching at this thing called uh, Youth with a Mission, or this, uh, organization, for this organization called Youth with a Mission, um, at a DPS discipleship training school that they have. Um, they were actually having this week in Mexico, and I wasn't going to go, but I felt like the Lord was like, you need to go. And so I'm like, okay, please. You know, so went with all these people. I didn't know any of, didn't know any of the girls or anything like that. This was the first week I was there. Um, was there with a friend of mine and we were just kind of doing some dual teaching and stuff. We were teaching on identity in Christ and Holy Spirit and uh, healing, evangelism, all that stuff. But it never fails whenever I teach on these things. It's like the Holy Spirit always brings up deliverance and spiritual warfare. Um, And sure enough, you know, we started talking about it and all the girls and the guys were like, what are you talking about? Like, you know, these stories, like they seem crazy. Like, I don't know if I believe this, blah, blah, blah. And even one of the girls at the school came up to me afterwards. She's like, you know what? Honestly, I don't even know if I believe in God, to be honest with you. Like, I'm at this school, but I've been listening to all this. Like, I really just don't know if I believe any of this. I don't even know if I believe God. And I don't know. Something came over me. And I was like, oh, well, you probably will at the end of this week. Um, because <laughs> I mean, it never fails. Something always crazy happens when I teach you these things. Um, so sure enough, you know, we taught. 
that night we were scheduled for outreach and it got canceled. And so I was like, well, let's have a worship night. I feel like God really wants to do something in somebody's life tonight. So we had a worship night and everybody was worshiping and I was, I was waiting for it. Cause I was like, something's going to happen. And nothing really happened. It was just like just a normal worship night and everybody was praising and it was great, but not what I was, not the heaviness that God had put on my heart. And so I was like a bit confused, but sure enough, after the worship service, one of the leaders came up to me and she was like, Hey, there's another young girl that's been acting really funny. She was saying some weird things about you. And, and I know that's not her. So I'm confused. I think we should pray for her. And I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Um, let's do it after this little bonfire that we were having. So we were having a little bonfire and, uh, you know, just kind of relaxing and stuff. And, and as we were at the bonfire, I look over and this girl is just staring at me. I mean, she, like just giving me the look of death. Like, I'm just like, um, okay, you know, what, what, what have I done? <laughs> like, she's obviously upset. It was just like, you know, a, a, a hyper conservative looking at somebody talking about the gift. She's just looking at me. Um, but, uh, but nevertheless, I was like, okay, I'm not sure what's going on. So we went upstairs after the bonfire. We sat down in this kitchen area that was connected to the bedrooms where everybody was staying. It was like dorm room style, super thin walls also. Um, and we sat down and, and I was with her and the leader and this other girl. And I started praying for her, and, and I just noticed she was just really tense, and she had this scowl still on her face. And I was like, okay, talk to me. What's going on? I'm not, I stopped praying. I was like, what's going on? And she, her head just turned to me so slowly. She looked at me dead in the eyes, and she's like, do you really want to know? With this deep, dark voice. And I was like, yeah. She's like, it's not going to work. I was like, <laughs> she's like, they tried it before, and it didn't work. I'm talking about deep, dark, man voice type growling. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's going to work tonight. And as, <laughs> and as soon as I said it, I kid you not, Millian, she like flew out of the chair. I mean, her body like went from a seated position to just dead, bored, floating in the air, like just catapulted out of the seat. Like almost like there was a, a rocket on the seat. Flies out of the seat. And people are casually walking around. <laughs> hits the ground and starts rolling across the floor. So she's gone. The leader freaks out because she's never seen anything like this in her life. I mean, I've experienced it quite a few times. <laughs> no one else in the room knew what was going on. So everybody, one girl starts screaming. One, one girl is just like, ah! And, uh, and so I was, you know, I was sitting there. I was like, hey, hey go, get, um, go get Simon. He's another leader. He's from um, Nigeria. And he'd been around and stuff like that before. So it's always good to have two people with you when you're praying for stuff like that. But we started praying and uh, this, and, and all these, these, these demons just started talking. I mean, literally in different voices, different names, all this stuff. And I don't know. A lot of people have, have said, you know, don't let, don't let demons talk or don't do this. And honestly, I don't have a formula on it. I don't, I, I don't even go there. I'm just like, you know what? Like whatever in the moment, I feel like it's, it's happening and however this person needs to have freedom, like let's go there and let's do that. But one of the things was it all happened so fast. And as we were praying, so many people around, it just became so real to all these people that were like doubting and had some you know, confusion and questions and stuff. And, uh, and so we started praying and it was, it was crazy because I knew nothing about this girl's background. I didn't know her had no idea where she was from, anything like that. So we just start praying and we prayed through about 13 different major demons. I mean, just big stuff, names, 
leaving and, and, and prayed through her word of knowledge about bipolar disorder and, and, and prayed for her bipolar disorder and, um, and, and got to the end of the night. I mean, it was about an hour and a half of just praying through all sorts of stuff. I mean, crazy stuff. So we get through it. And uh, not to mention, while this was happening, the girl that had told me she didn't believe in God was in the next room. And she, she, was, she saw it sort of at the beginning, and then she went to the next room, and she started hearing the rest of it. She, and she told me this the next day. She became paralyzed, I mean, to the point with fear. She couldn't move. She was, she was like, I, I literally started to freak out because I could not move my body. And uh, one of the other girls was like, what's going on? She's like, I don't know. I can't move. There's something going on that's really freaking me out. She was like, well, have you ever prayed to Jesus? And she was like, no. And she was like, why don't you pray to him? And so she started praying, asking for, you know, to be healed from this or saved from this or whatever you call it. And she's like, in that moment, something came into her heart. She was like, I could just feel being released from this fear and this pain and all this stuff. And uh, the next day, uh, not only was the girl that was delivered from 13 demons, like, totally set free, the girl that didn't believe in God had, had found God and had, had, like, an entirely new countenance. And then, you know, a week later, I got to baptize her, um, and, and, and that was amazing. But not only that, so the girl with 13 demons, she, come to find out, she had been diagnosed with multiple personality disorder, and she had 13 different personalities that she had been counseled for, like, eight years or something like that. I mean, it was her whole life. Like, she grew up, you know, went to Christian counselors for so long, um, and, and, and not only that, but they had kind of, like, made peace with these things, and I followed up with her a week later and told her some of the, you know, the backlash that comes with that and stuff. And, and I was like, look, like, you know, this is what's going to happen. She's like, you know, it's crazy because I don't, I feel like I don't know who I am because for like my whole life I've had to make decisions with all these voices and trying to get them all to agree. And I haven't even known who my, like who I am through the process. Um, and now I feel like for the first time I like, it's just me. And uh, she's she's like, I just, this is the most crazy thing. And I've read a little bit, I'm not sure, but I've heard like from a psychological point of view that that kind of like a healing from bipolar and healing from like multiple personality disorders and stuff is like pretty, pretty intense. Like almost as if um, like limbs and stuff growing or something. It's like that rare. Like you don't get healed from that stuff um, is what I've heard. And so, and I just followed up with her. This was like two years ago. She's totally, she's done, she, she's, um, she's done with counseling. She's off her meds. It's, it's, a, it's, and it's stuck and everything is just like going really well for her. And so for me, that's just that, you know, one of those things where you see, um, a person get healed and delivered from something, but then you also see like 20 other people just get radically wrecked by the whole thing where they just they still talk about it like oh this stuff is real like and to me that was that's my big thing and it's like I'm not trying to like trick anybody here I'm not trying to make people believe something that's not real I'm like this is my honest heart like I see this stuff all the time what am I supposed to do with it like I need to tell you like this stuff actually takes place and it actually happens so this isn't about me trying to convince you of a belief system. This is just me trying to share, like, these things are forces, and they actually happen. And um, I want everybody to have freedom. I want everybody to live out of that life that 
he's totally free, you know? Yeah, so it's crazy. It's just, that was cool for me to see people come into that. Yeah. It's definitely one of those things. It's uh it's amazing when you actually do see that because you know, you hear about it, you read about it, you study it, or you go to trainings or workshops or whatever, watch YouTube videos. But, uh, you know, there's something very unique that happens when it be- when it becomes real right in front of you. And, uh, that changes you, man. It really does. But Trey, we're up against our first break, so let's uh, let's pause there for a second. And when we come back, we're going to hear more about Trey and his background and experience. And keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. We'll be back momentarily. Hey guys, Million here with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Heal the Sick podcast. It is a pleasure to have you. Make sure you visit our website at dominionfire.com, our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash dominionfire. You can find me on Twitter at Healing Minister. And also make sure to visit, thumbs up, and subscribe to our vlog at youtube.com forward slash Dominion Fire Church, the D Fire vlog. Thanks for checking out this episode. And now, back to our guest. All right, friends, back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Again, Millionaire with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N. want to invite you to check out the website at dominionfire.com where you will find the entire catalog of the Heal the Sick podcast, including all the latest episodes, all the ones over the last couple of years in their entirety. So make sure you check that out. While you're there, please check out youtube.com forward slash dominionfirechurch. I'm going to ask you on YouTube, please subscribe. Uh, check out some of our videos. Hit the thumbs up. We are revolutionizing information dissemination for ministry. We're getting the revelation out there, and the more you thumbs up, the more that people get to hear the cool messages of what God is doing. So please check that out. Please follow. Please subscribe, the whole dealie, on facebook.com slash dominionfire. And then there's also Twitter, at Healing Minister, our our other social media accounts where you can follow along, see what we're up to, and uh, keep updated on uh, the adventures of Dominion Fire here in St. City, Las Vegas. we got a lot of crazy things planned for 2016, and... Uh, Basically kind of rewriting the rule book of how we do stuff here. And because you know what? There shouldn't be a formula. And that's uh, something that uh, I think Trey will get into a little bit later. Our guest today, Trey Huntley, he's a, a bro of mine here in Vegas. I have ministered with him. I've seen him in action. He is legit. And uh, from the stories he was telling us in the first segment, it's uh, heavy stuff going on. So, Trey, how did you get into all this? How did you figure all this out? How did you get started? Tell us about yourself, your background, and your experience. I did it very uh, curiously, <laughs> uh, as as most of us probably get into stuff. Uh, for me, I grew up in a church, and the, you know it was great. I, I didn't really. Uh, it was in, I'm from the, uh, North Carolina, and so we, I went to church, but it never really was. It never really felt like it was that applicable to my life. I just felt like it was something that people did on Sundays, and so I did that, and I was like, okay, you know, I'm not. I wouldn't say that none of the stuff in the Bible makes sense to me at that point in my life. Um, but I had that background. Um, it wasn't until later, ended up going to school, got a degree in modern dance from University of North Carolina in Greensboro. And in that time, I had a lot of friends that were kind of new age and uh, Buddhist and all this stuff. And they were, they were kind of living without rules. You know, it was like, hey, you know, whatever, um, asking questions and stuff. And I was just realizing that they, had, they were doing things that I definitely wasn't doing when it comes to asking questions and seeking out things at a deeper level. And I was like, you know, this is, this is sad because I feel as though a Christian should be having more experiences than, than what they're having, um, or at least equivalent, you know, in some way. So I, I was like, okay, you know, maybe, maybe I'm missing something. And I'll never forget a friend. She told me, she's like, you know, God is not afraid of your questions. And I never really thought about it, but I was like, okay, well then I have a few. And so 
as I was about to graduate, it was uh, December 13th. I was about to walk across stage. And a week before that, I actually had saw this audition in New York. And when I saw it, I was like, I have to go to that. It was like, God, and I didn't even really know about Holy Spirit. I didn't know about hearing God's voice. I didn't know about any of that stuff. I was just, you know, going along doing my thing. But I saw that, and something inside of me was like, go. Just go. And, uh, and so I was planning it out, and I went to buy the ticket. I was like, that's on the day that I was supposed to walk and graduate. And I, like, I've got to do this. And so as I was buying this ticket, I, I was like, I went to buy a two-way ticket. And I was like, no, I, I, I'm not coming back. I just knew it. I was like, okay, this is, I don't know what's going on, but I've got to do this. And so I ended up buying a one-way bus ticket, um, had about $50 to my name, and packed up everything that I owned into this like camping backpack, gave away the rest of my stuff to the people I was, um, I was living with. I was like, here, I'm, I'm, I'm leaving. Like, I don't know when I'm coming back. I don't know where I'm going to stay. I don't know who I'm going to stay with. Uh, no idea, but I, I feel there is something calling me for the only way I knew how to put it. And so sure enough, got on the bus and got dropped off in the middle of Chinatown. Um, and it was crazy because as I was on my way there, I get a random text message saying, hey, we got a place you stay, uh, or if you're coming to New York. We just moved to New York from, a, from an old friend of mine. If you need a place to stay for a few nights, like you can stay with us and blah, blah, blah. And so it was like that was the beginning of I, I saw something happen. You know, I was like, okay, there's provision here. There's something going on. Um, and then from that place, you know, I got down to $10. And so he came up to me and she's like, hey, I feel like God told me to give you this and hand me $200. Um, one night I gave away my water bottle. I didn't have another water bottle, so I started praying. After I gave it away, this guy comes up to me and he's like, this is going to sound really, really random, but I just feel like I have to, I'm supposed to give you this water bottle and hands me the exact same water bottle that I'd just given away the day before. Um, and so, and in my mind, I'm like, what is happening? Like, something is listening. God is actually listening and aware of what's going on in my life. And so I started like, <laughs> I started um, praying for people, you know, I started like taking fruit, uh, apples and bananas out and handing them out to homeless people, just praying with them and hearing their stories and, and never failed. Like every day, somebody would be like, you're a very interesting person. I want to take you out to eat. I want to buy you this. Like somebody gave me like a $700 coat. I mean, it was just like, I had a place to live. This guy met me. He's like, Hey, you can stay with me. It was just like the whole, don't worry about what you wear and what you eat verse. just totally came alive. I was like, this is real. Like, I don't need to worry about this stuff. Um, so it was like little increments of uh, provision and then, uh, you know, seeing supernaturally prayers answered for the people. And then, and then, so as that went on, I started asking more questions and I was like, my, I was, my experiences were kind of outrunning my theology. So I started reading back through stuff and I was like, okay, well now this kind of makes sense. But then I'm reading other stuff about uh, just, all sorts of like tongues and gifts and healing and all this stuff. And I was like, okay, explain this to me. Um, and God was like, just continue with me, your student. And for the next like year, about a year and a half, I traveled and it was exactly that. I was a student and um, I ended up going from New York to New Orleans, to Colorado, to Vegas, to California, to Northern California, back to Vegas, all off of that 50 bucks, just, provision and, and learning new stuff and learned a ton about spiritual warfare by just a firsthand experience of, of encountering things that I didn't understand. And then God like kind of leading me to different answers, um, in different places and, and stuff like that. 
And the healing thing was definitely a part of it because I started looking at scriptures and I was like, it seems to be happening a lot in the life of Jesus. And it seems to be something that was happening in the lives of believers, you know, that were uh, receiving the Holy Spirit or that were in that time frame. And so I was asking questions too. And I was like, I don't understand how to pray. Um, but I just started praying for people. I was like, honestly, I don't know how to do this, but I just started praying. Um, and sure enough, as I began to do that, things began to happen, you know, and, and I would go places that the Lord would say, Hey, you know, go here or go there. And people would pray for me. And so a big thing too, that I, I, I will say that while I didn't go to a, a, a school or was never a part of any uh, specific ministry or anything like that, there were so many people that were just so good about explaining things or, or praying for me or um, encouraging me or being there. And so I attribute it. I attribute everything that I learned and everything that I experienced with God to, um, uh, to his people, you know, to community and to people along the way of that journey and, and just saw tremendous hospitality. I saw Christians give like no other. I mean, it was just, uh, it was an amazing experience to say, um, you know, and then to, to end the journey, because I was actually engaged the whole time. It was actually a really cool story there towards the end. I, I didn't know when to go home because um, I was like, when is this journey over? And I felt like one day I was like, well, um, when I give you a ring, go home. And because I was poor, I mean, I didn't really have much money. And I was engaged and that's, that's always tough. And so I was just praying and I was like, okay, God, you know, sure. And uh, sure enough, I was back in Vegas for the second time, close to the end of what would be the end of the journey, and uh, was in the park, and there was this guy that I'd, I'd kind of met. Um, I knew him pretty decently. He knew that I was engaged, but he didn't know anything about the ring. I hadn't told anybody that. I hadn't mentioned that. Um, and, and he came up to me in the park, and he's like, hey, I know you're engaged, but what are the chances that you don't have a ring yet? And I was like, I don't. And he's like, come by my place later. I was like, okay, sure. And so I come by his place, he's like, hey, I feel uh, like God just told me to give you this. Like I got it from this lady that I once knew at my old church and she sent it to me and I don't need this. And I feel like I'm supposed to give this to you. And she just hands me a diamond ring. And, uh, and so I was like blown away. And, you know, I was, <laughs> it was so crazy because I was like, Oh my gosh. So, uh, flew home, got married. And then my wife was like, let's go, let's go to Vegas. That'll be a great place to kind of start our journey together. So we're still on the journey. You know, I'm still, I said, I'm still growing and, and still just learning every day. I think being in that place of just asking questions and remaining curious about, uh, about stuff in my mind has been the, the biggest way of, of growing and experiencing and, uh, and seeing what new things God has for me. Um, so, so yeah, so that's like pretty much in a nutshell how um, the whole vibe behind everything happened. All right. Now. I would like to throw a question out of you. It's a little little off topic, but you did touch on it. And it's something that kind of always interested me. Now, in my life, I come from a music background. I've been playing music for 25 years. So I was involved in uh, some of that more art side of things. As you had mentioned, you were part of a dance group, as you said. You had mentioned that a lot of them were new age. And I know that in any form of the arts, whether it's music or acting or performance, anything on that line you find a, a large, overwhelming percentage who are new age, for instance, or who are living life very loosely or alternate lifestyles. And it seems to be one of those things where that just draws people that think that way. 
So I guess my question is, why is that? As someone who was part of it and kind of took a different route, you know, ultimately now as a minister, what what is your take on that? Why is that? What did you see and kind of how uh, how did that maybe affect you? You know, I, I think I want to address it too because um, I think largely we can we can categorize things so so easy in our minds where where we I mean we can be defensive in a sense of like things outside of our belief zone, you know, or we'd be like, oh, that's new age, or oh, blah, 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 or oh, that's this, or oh, they're this, or oh, that's this, um, in a sense. And so, for me, I think when it comes down to it, um, the new age, and, and what, it, what it felt like to me was um, getting to know the people. And I think there's a sensitivity towards individuals, uh, especially artists. I mean, <laughs> artists are such feelers, you know, we Everything around us, we see things that other people don't see sometimes. We pick up on things that other people aren't picking up on. And we want to have that openness. You know, we want to be able to always uh, experience something. And I think sometimes religion has taken a dogmatic stance sometimes where it's like black and white. You know, hey, this is the way it is. Like, this is this, this is that. And there's no room for anything uh, unknown. And I think a lot of times what will happen is, because people, because artists have that intrinsically in them, which I honestly think that curiosity and that sensitivity is from God and it's the way they were created. And God is, in some ways, all about new things. He's about the new age. You know, he, he is, and I think the devil tries to steal it and pervert it and to put it into another category. Um, but I think these feelers and these sensitive people, it's like, it's so wonderful and it's so beautiful. And when I go about thinking about it, I'm like, where is the, where's the truth in it? You know, like I think 90% of the time, million, it breaks down to language. You know, when people start saying energy or this or that or blah, 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 it's because they're trying to explain things that they're feeling, but the language, it's like we've developed language for it sometimes. And, and there's other people that haven't developed that language. So for me, it's like connecting with artists and millennials and postmoderns in a very real authentic way of like, look, man, like, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing hidden behind the, 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 the cloak here. Like I'm not trying to, you know, it's, it's not like I've got some secret mission for you to change everything you believe. It's like, you know, let's, let's talk, let's fill it out. Let's uh, express with me what you've experienced and what you've seen. And I'll express with you what I've seen and how can we help each other? And so I just think it's really important that when we approach the topic of thinking it, like having that respect and that sensitivity for, I think gifts, from God that maybe have been in a, in a position where people just don't really, they don't know what it is. You know, they don't know how to explain it, but that doesn't mean it's not real or that doesn't mean it's not uh, from God or that doesn't mean it doesn't have healthy ways of uh, manifesting itself. Um, if that makes sense. And yeah, I don't know, I guess to answer your original question, it's just probably the artist, you know, I mean, there's a sensitivity towards it. And, and I think there's a huge, <laughs> there's a huge gift in that, you know, that's, Apart when when those when those people when people that have that sensitivity are able to fully express it and have that language for it, um, I think it's a powerful thing uh, for everybody. Yeah, and uh, it's interesting too because I have uh, I felt that way a lot too because you know people say oh new age well you know there's really nothing new about it it's the same old recycled crap that the, you know the enemy's been trying for centuries that still doesn't work. And not to mention the fact that, you know, you see someone who is, let's say they're, you know, on a boardwalk somewhere and they're a psychic and you're like, 
oh, look at them, they're of the devil. And it's like, well, you know, that person could have a very prophetic or word of knowledge gift from God, and they just never been taught how to apply it because the church doesn't really teach you what to do with that stuff, unfortunately, and you have to fend for yourself sometimes. So it's very, um, it, it's one of those things you got to be very cautious of before you start, you know, tearing into people for certain things like that because they may have something legitimate that no one has ever taught them because they're afraid of it. And that, and that does indeed happen. So listeners, just be aware of that. So just uh, a little something to think about there as we go into our second break here. So we are up against our second break. Okay, so I heard somebody say break, so let's take a break. Um, Trey, it's been uh, great hearing this. When we come back, you're going to do a little teaching for us, a little praying for us, and uh, it's going to get even more exciting. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast, and we'll be right back after this. Hey guys, Million here with you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Heal the Sick podcast. It is a pleasure to have you. Make sure you visit our website at dominionfire.com, our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash dominionfire. You can find me on Twitter at Healing Minister. And also make sure to visit, thumbs up and subscribe to our vlog at youtube.com forward slash dominionfirechurch, the D-Fire vlog. Thanks for checking out this episode. And now back to our guest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, listeners to the Heal the Sick podcast here at DominionFire.com. Million here with you. Trey Huntley on the phone lines. This has been a wonderful show so far, and I know you're going to love this last segment. So we've heard some great testimonies, some great background, and a little different way of looking at a couple of things, which I, I really enjoy when people bring that to us. So, Trey, this is the segment where people teach a lesson, mini sermon, little five minutes, something to share with whatever's on your heart. And when we were doing our prep up for the show, you mentioned something called the sacred secular divide, which I uh, kind of hit me right away. I thought there was something very interesting in there. And uh, you had some other stuff about identity and kind of how you do things. So what would you like to share with us for this first part of the third segment? Yeah, no, um, something that has definitely been on my heart for a while now. And I think it goes back to um, gifts and callings and what has Christ actually freed us to do? You know, what is he actually, you know, his easy yoke, his life, his like new life that we have, life abundantly. Like, what does all of that mean? You know, it's like, hey, you're forgiven, you're free, blah, 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 all this stuff. It's incredible. And then we, I see and notice that there's still a lot of, stuff that we we feel burdened by that we have to do or things that we have to try to like obtain or uh, uh, ways in which when we get saved it's like okay well now I gotta go do this and this and this and um, we start to look uniform again in a a sense of like okay well we all gotta look like this we all gotta dress like this we all gotta talk like this we gotta speak Christianese I speak fluent Christianese just so you know that (laughs) okay nice nice (laughs) I could probably translate so you know what are you gonna do um but as I look and I think, and I come across this a lot, you know, as like I said, I teach at different um, DTS, like YWAM stuff, and I have a lot of students that come through that, and they are very passionate about missions, right? And they're very, they're called, you know, they have this calling by God. I see it all the time when people get this calling by God, and they immediately, you know, they're like, okay, well, I've got to go do this, I've got to do this, it's got to look like this. And uh, there's this, like, almost, I would say burden, I don't know, it's, it's like how, uh, uh, you know, I, I, what am I going to be part of to minister to people? And, and how am I going to, you know, pray like this? Or how am I going to pray like this? And I think for me, my big passion is to say, you know what? What happens when the preacher, and the guy, you know, 
that gets called to be a preacher. What happens when he, instead of thinking like, okay, I got to go preach at a church where I get, um, you know, have to have a budget and a plan and a building and a bunch of people and all of this stuff. Um, and I've got to have this ministry. What happens when that person that gets that calling says, you know what, I'm just going to go out into my community and just start living supernaturally and living this way amongst everybody and, and, and doing it in a way where he, he speaks the language of the people. He, he breaks it down simply. He's like, look, like, this is my life. This is what I've been free to do. This is my gifting. This is my calling. And, and it really gets us out of this, like, you know, how do we obtain spirituality? How do we grow in our spirituality? And as, as, a, as opposed to just being like, you know what, honestly, I am. Like, it's a revelation. It's a realization. It's like, whatever I do, like, wherever I go, like, there's opportunity there. There's um, There's ways of me to to be spiritual without necessarily trying. Like, you know, I think of it all the time. Like, um, I had this revelation the other day that was just so crazy. It was kind of about intercession. I was just sitting there thinking about how sometimes we pray with other people and we spend hours in, in the sacred intercession where it's like, uh, God, like we need a key for this. Or, oh, we need a breakthrough for this. Or, oh, we need this. And, and, and the, the answer to our prayer is sitting right next to us in the form of a person. Um, and, and if we would just talk to them and if we would just pick up on those things that are just right there, um, in front of us, the people that are right there in front of us, um, and realize that we are free and it's permissible to go out and, um, you know, we don't need a big ministry platform to be ministers. We don't need, uh, we don't need a title. We don't need any of that stuff. We, we have each other. And, and I've noticed like for me, and this is just, I mean, how I've experienced things a lot of times is that, um, whenever I'm operating out of that, like this curiosity of life of everything in life and um, finding the spirituality in everything and being like, you know what? Everything is spiritual here. Um, how can God shine in this different way or this different way? I've noticed that there's been a, a comfort in, uh, in, in my relationship with God. You know, I haven't had to earn anything or I haven't had to like obtain anything. It's just right there in front of me. Um, and I, and I see it in everything of life. And it's like the prophetic words are just, they're so simple. It's like, I, I don't know. I just feel like it just continues to get easier when we just start trying to find, uh, when we release God out of the church or release God out of a ministry and just let him be in everything, let him be in our lives and our relationships and our work and, and starting to view that stuff as just as important as the pastor. It's just as important as, as everything. So we do, you know, uh, baptisms and, and we teach other people to baptize and, it's natural. It's just get together. Where are we going to do it? You know, okay, like, let's meet here. I meet with millennials. I'm like, Hey, like, what do you think about God? You know, it's not a church service, but an event or something. It's like, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And realizing that that's being a pastor of an area, that's being a, a prophet for, for a, a community. That's being an evangelist, um, in your area without needing, um, without needing a title, without needing a ministry. Um, in that sense. So for me, I just, it's just my life, you know, it's like, I'll have the same conversation with you that I will with, with someone that doesn't believe in God, that doesn't have any idea about God that, you know, is so far from it that we'll talk the same way and I'll share the same stories. I'm like, Hey, you know, you want to talk more? Like, let's meet up. Um, you don't have to come to church, but we'll meet up at a, at a bar or something. I don't care. Like, <laughs> let's just be real with this and be real about who we are. So that's what I think of when I think of the the breakdown of 
no more sacred secular, no more earning God or no more trying to do things that impress God or just realizing that it's just all tied together. Um, and in so many ways. Yeah. It's, um, I think a few shows back, I think it was Kevin Penner's episode. He had said that it's not an event, it's a lifestyle and that's exactly what it is. It's just gotta be part of your every day from the mundane to when you're doing something crazy, or even if you are doing something formal in ministry, it's gotta be the whole spectrum. God, God, you know, Paul said everywhere and in all things. <laughs> and he went on to his whole Philippians 4 thing. Everywhere everywhere, and in all things. So all means all last I, I checked. So Trey, if people would like to find out more about you, if they'd like to maybe catch up with you, if they would like to ask some questions, have you pray for them, or maybe they, and I don't mean this rude to anyone, maybe they'd like to break free of the church hold and just make this a lifestyle thing. Maybe this is what they're after and maybe you can give them some advice or... Uh, Maybe some way to start this going. How can people contact you? What do you have as far as maybe email, website, social media? What would you like to share with us? Yeah, um, I think, you know, right now, Facebook is great. I love Facebook because it lets me be the person and see pictures of the face and I know who I'm praying for and who I'm talking with. Um, so my name is Trey Huntley. So if you find me on Facebook, I'm there. And if you want to send me an email, I have uh, an email address too. It's jth145 at gmail.com. And, uh, and I'll gladly respond and, and pray for, for whoever. And yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I talked to somebody just last night and she was talking about just the, uh, the strain of ministry that's been in her life of feeling like she's got to obtain these numbers or obtain this certain status about how many people are here or what are they doing or if they're making it, if, you know, if they're taking the next step. And she was very burnt out. And it was just, it was interesting. So I was like, you know, I've been there. I understand. Um, but the good news is, God's burdens light. And so love to talk to anybody about that stuff. And yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting thing, man. We've, uh, I think we've all been through that and we've all, uh, all kind of got burned out a lot of doing that kind of stuff. And you gotta be, you know, church is an interesting thing. It'll, it'll chew you up and spit you out if you're not careful. There's no two ways about that when you really got to be on your, on your game with that. But now the interesting part, and I'm excited for this audience, listeners, it's prayer time. Trey, at this time, I'd like to ask if our guests would pray for our audience. And what I'd like you to do is if you pick up any word of knowledge things, if you pick up any special cases or special illnesses that you need to pray for for our listeners, I would like to ask you to do that now. So would you please pray for our audience and take us all the way to the amen, please? Okay, so Father, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you that it's so natural um, to live and to 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 breathe and to be with you. So right now in Jesus' name, I just released, I felt peace. I, I feel like just the need to release peace over so many people. Peace with where you're at with God. Peace with what's going on in your life. Peace with uh, your relationships. Peace with whatever, you know, whether or not you think you're spiritual enough or whether or not you think that you are able to, um, to, to, to do these things that you're hearing about. But peace and relax and fun joy of curiosity just to explore who God is. And boldness, too. Boldness to just continue to go and continue to step out. Um, I do feel, I saw an older woman holding her knees and a lot of knee pain. Um, and, and that was just uh, both, kind of both knees. One might have been hurting more than the other. But I just pr- really healing over you. Um, it's just that, uh, yeah, I saw you sitting in your chair and just touching your knees as you're hearing this. Um, so in Jesus' name, we just really healing over that. Um, and yeah, I release free from any schizophrenia or any paranoia. Somebody that's having severe uh, paranoia about stuff that's just all over the place, sporadic thoughts, 
um, kind of some dark thoughts and, 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 and I release you from that. And also I just pray for courage in your heart to talk to somebody, um, to get to know uh, somebody else who's gone through something and to find some solidarity there. But, uh, yeah. So in Jesus name, I just speak these things and, uh, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right. Amen to that. And audience, if anybody out there receives their healing from that, please email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com and let us know what happened. And also, if you're trying to get in touch with Trey and for whatever reason you can't find him, make sure you email us at that same address and I will connect you all up. So, Trey Huntley, our guest today, wonderful. We thank you for being here with us. It's a wonderful time. And listeners, at any time, make sure you visit the website, dominionfire.com. And most importantly for this year, if you would please go to youtube.com forward slash dominionfirechurch. And we have the DFIRE vlog, which I've been actually working very hard on and trying to put out content and be a content creator first and foremost to disseminate revelation and information and things that we learn and things that we come across so that the whole world can share in this and pick it up and run with it. And let's see how much further down the field we can get this thing. So please check that out. And also facebook.com forward slash Dominion Fire, as well as on Twitter at Healing Minister. You're welcome to follow us anywhere there. And when in doubt, just go to dominionfire.com. Everything is listed there. So Thanks for joining us today, and we appreciate having you here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Going to continue rolling these out and bringing you more stuff here to glorify God's kingdom, be God's PR kingdom team, and put him in the uh, the best light possible for the amazing stuff he does for his people. So check us next time. We'll see you on the next podcast. And as we always say here at our ministry, boom, goes Yeshua. We'll see you next time.